Welcome to a fresh episode of Art Matters. I'm your host, Farron Gibson. This podcast is produced by Art UK, the online home of the UK's public art collections. Visit us online at artuk.org, where you can explore art from across the UK, and find us on social media at artuk.org, spelling out the word dot. If you'd like to show your support for Art UK and what we're doing with this series, one way would be to rate and subscribe to this podcast. We'd really appreciate the love. In this series, we like to explore the intersections between art and popular culture. On this episode, we're looking at an unexpected and really interesting crossover in cookbooks by artists. Joining me is Cedar Lewison. Cedar is an artist, writer, and curator, frequently exploring the crossover between art and gastronomy. He's worked with institutions like Tate and the British Council, and also taught classes on the history of food and art for the Royal Academy. Welcome to the podcast, Cedar. Hi, good morning. Thanks for having me. Yes, it's nice to have you. I'm I'm excited to talk about this today because I didn't even know this was a thing. <laughs> I'm smiling. I'm smiling. Uh, I'm, happy, I'm really happy. It's, um, it is a thing. It's a it's a an area that is uh, growing in popularity. Um, people exploring crossovers with food and art, and it's also an area that has a kind of historic precedent. And um, it was yeah, it was really great and exciting to be asked by you to think about the subject of um, art and food from the perspective of uh, the UK's national collect- collections. Where did your interest in food and art start? Um, that's an interesting question. It's kind of grown over the last few years. I mean, I've always been interested in in food and I've been writing a kind of, um, I've been researching art and food uh, and I write a regular article for the uh, Saatchi Gallery Art and Music magazine which is also posted as a blog so I've been doing that for about five years Um, and that's really just been an excuse for me to you know go and eat stuff (laughs) 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 sorry so um, yeah the, 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 the writing the articles has is just a kind of excuse for me to do research and as a way of interviewing people, speaking to people and just learning. So I often interview chefs that are interested in art and I interview artists that are interested in food and look at stuff in between. And sometimes, you know, if I'm traveling around, um, writing an article gives me a great excuse to maybe go and research a city from a different perspective other than looking at artist studios or museums and galleries. So it's just a different outlet. Yeah. I mean, certainly we know that um, some artists have a particular relationship with food through still lifes. So from that's, you know, Dutch masters all the way to Warhol and Liechtenstein. But to discuss um, the relationship through cookbooks is like uh, really new to me. I did, I just didn't know that that was kind of an area that artists kind of explored. So maybe we can talk through some of the examples of this that, that you've researched over time. Sure. Well, um, I'm a bit of a, as well as a curator, I'm kind of a you know a small scale collect I kind of you could almost call it hoarder or collector or whatever (laughs) (laughs) so one of the you know one of the many things I collect is um cookbooks by artists I have a small collection and um again it's just a fun way of of looking at the topic um and, and and beginning to research it so uh, yeah, it's, I guess it. It's I guess it surprises people when you when you say that you know there's a kind of tradition of artists doing cookbook cookbooks or cookery books. But um, yeah, but when you look at when you start looking into it, there's there's actually quite a few. Um, 
So, well, but before we go into a couple of examples, yeah. I, I just am curious: Have you ever cooked any of the recipes? From the <laughs> you know, you know what? Um, as part of my collecting, I tend to not cook the recipes. I'm more. Okay. In, I actually, I'm more interested in the object of the cookery book and the um, the kind of history around it, and and not so much the act. But I'm, I'm interested in reading the recipe sometimes. But um, no, but 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 for me, that's a, a potential. You know, there's a potential to cook the, the recipes like for an event or as part of an exhibition or something like that. So it, the, the potential is always there. Um, but no, I, have, I, I tend to not cook the, the recipes. <laughs> okay. It would it could possibly ruin the illusion anyway. Like you cook it and you're like, this is awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that, well, you know, I think that's part of it. And that's part of the fun of, um, you know, artists doing cookery books because sometimes um, the, the recipes are edible and sometimes they're completely inedible and that kind of brings us to the first um one i was going to mention which is the most famous cookery book um not the most well it's, it's, it's kind of seen as the beginning of the of the of the let's say the genre of cookery books by artists mm-hmm. which is the futurist book by um uh filippo marinetti which was published in 1932 i think mm-hmm. um so yeah this this is really seen as the the beginning of the of the, the kind of artist cookbook genre and it and it's if, if if people haven't seen it i really recommend take a look because it's really it's 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 the you know it's the most out there cookery book you can imagine um i mean just to put a start on it it's very famous that it's an anti it's i think there's a lot there's a there's a a, a big passage in it that is anti-pasta so that so the futurists were anti-pasta so for an italian art movement to be anti-pasta just shows you their starting point and how out they out there they, they were. Yeah. So this but, is so is that that's obviously a play on because anti-pasta is appetizers, right? Is <laughs> no, no, no. A- anti-pasta, yeah, yeah. Anti-pasta is also an appetizer. When I say they were anti-pasta, they were opposed to the concept of Italian people eating pasta because they believed oh, okay. it made. I thought it was like a double entendre or something. I was like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good reading of it. No, no, no. This is a literal. They were literally opposed okay. to Italian okay. eating the which which many what would many would believe is the Italian national dish right, okay. pasta. And 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 uh, Marinetti was opposed to Italian eating pasta because he believed it made them sluggish and um, kind of bad uh, bad workers and bad warriors and so forth. But I mean, the the it, you know the futurists are something that are worth looking into in in more depth in a, in a bigger conversation. But the futurists kind of come out of the First World War and you know um, have strong links to fascism, so they're not necessarily the greatest people um they're you know they're a bit kind of conceptually dodgy Mm -hmm. at a lot of um in a lot of ways um uh but they are um you know they they are uh well at least marinetti is uh you know and his cookbook is fantastically interesting and completely um it's you know it's 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 it still inspires a lot of uh, let's say chefs today and the whole kind of, um, you know, uh, molecular gastronomy movement can also be often linked to, uh, or, or often has, you know, is often linked in with things like the futurist cookbook because, you know, the whole thing about the futurist cookbook is they weren't just, you know, cooking 
plates of food to eat they were really creating experiences so they would serve dishes that were consists of sound of rocking chairs uh you know and they you know they were they they were interested in the idea of not using knives or forks and eating with your hands to really you know get the few the, the, the true feeling of the food and um yeah so so that, that you know it's 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 about a crazy cookbook as you can imagine. Um, so when I think of the future, yeah. I think of um, uh, Duchamp's new descending a staircase. Um, so that's like kind of sh- showing motion, and it's slightly cubist, um, but that sort of thing. It's like the dynamic kind of works, and the the Baccioni, uh sculpture is kind of similar to that. And well, I'm wondering how this relates to the food aspect. Um, well, I don't know. That's, that's an interesting, um, I don't know. I think, I think the whole thing about the futurists is they really come out at the, at the start of the century and they're really an art movement that's kind of born of the first world war and the, um, kind of time around the first world war. And they are certainly linked with the birth of, um, let's say modern technology and they're obsessed with speed and um you know technical development and increasing technological development but also linking that into war and the tragedy of war and the tragedy of the first world war which possibly um you know was one of the was one of the first kind of uh mechanicalized Mm. wars so there's there's something very brutal um uh, in in the uh, the kind of art of the futurists in terms of their um, their aesthetic, and I think that this, this this sculpture that we're we're looking at certainly has that aspect of the kind of you know the it's 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 a kind of human in motion. It almost looks kind of robotic in a, in a, in, a, in a strange way. It, looking at it, it, it almost has a kind of Terminator um, uh, um, you know mm. appearance to it, like a, like a kind of robot. Uh, human. So I think even though that's a kind of strange interpretation of it, I think this this idea of the robotic human, the technological human, the human in relation to um, mechanical advancement is very much what the futurists um, were kind of depicting. And I I think their relationship to food um, is a kind of part of that. And maybe let's say a um, a, a poetic uh, part of that. So then from the futurists, did other artists look at what um, they did and think it was a good idea? Or is it just kind of one of those things where a couple of people had the same idea without even being aware of each other? Um, I think I think oftentimes when, you, when I speak to chefs um, and ask them about the futurist cookbook, um, and this can be, you know, every, every, every level of chef, um, who's interested in art? They they often are very aware of the um, the futurist cookbook. So I think I think the influence of it is is um, is is quite a huge influence. I, but particularly in chefs like um, mm. you know Heston Blumenthal or Fernando Drea, those kind of um, you know very experimental chefs. Um, and and that kind of as I say, a lot of chefs don't like that term, but that kind of um, um, molecular. Uh, Yes. molecular gastronomy movement um that you know i i, I think it, the idea of making food more of an experience and the food and, and the idea of making more food a kind of theatrical experience um is certainly something that the that that 
people relate to the futurists. Um, yeah. So are there, are there other artist cookbooks that come to mind as being kind of worth note or particularly interesting? Okay. So the next one I was going to speak about, um, so, so usually what, usually the cookbooks I collect, uh, by artists where, are, are where the artist has actually, actually written the cookbook, but I do have, um, this Toulouse Lautrec, uh, cookbook, which, or cookery book, uh, the art of cuisine, which which was which was one which was actually produced after he died by his I think it was his gallerist that produced it but it's actually um, it's actually it's it's totally the polar opposite in fact to the the futurist cookbook because where I would never really want to probably eat many of the dishes in the futurist cookbook the the the, the dishes in the um, art of cuisine by Toulouse Trek. Uh, look look often extremely tasty and it's basically lots of very very nice french um kind of i don't know how you'd call it like classic french cooking mm-hmm. um and yeah t- um t- you know toulouse lautrec um he he you know he he's he's a he's a french, french impressionist isn't he french they, okay yeah that's yeah. exactly right he's, he's toulouse lautrec french post impressionist but he was also you know hugely into into food and the so the the recipes in in this book were basically recipes that he would make at dinner parties that he would uh, that he would host mm-hmm. so and, this, and then this they, is his recipes it's not just him illustrating someone else's recipes that's right these okay. are these are recipes that that he had written and he had actually cooked um that were gathered together after he died by his gallerist and they and they are really you know Look, they look like really great recipes. Like this, this, this could be for me. This could be a cookbook. This could be a standalone cookery book um, without the fact that it was illustrated also by Toulouse Lautrec. Just, I'm just flicking through it, and I'll just read out a couple of the um, of the recipes. Sure, sure. So we've got, uh, so we've got uh, pate de pate de with port, uh, fracassade of chicken, chicken with almonds. Um, what else we got? We, um, <laughs> sheep's sheep's feet with pick uh, with 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 packets. You know, the, you know, don't 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 uh, don't look down on don't look down on awful. Don't look down on uh, quails in ashes. Um, Burgundian snails. So, where, so where do you, you find know, a copy of this? Like, a- well, this that was actually what was also really interesting. I, there was a um, antiquarian bookshop in St. James's in London that I was, I was, that I was uh, speaking to about my interest in, in, in cookery books. And he, and he found a copy of this, um, uh, Toulouse Lautrec art of cuisine book. And, uh, and, and, uh, got, that's, that's where I got my copy. So it was really good to get the, to get the book from, from an old bookshop in central London, but they are, but you know, often these books are reprinted and you can just get them online yeah. and stuff like that as well. Okay. So it depends. And also that's another thing that I'm, I'm, I'm not massively interested in the kind of rarity value of the books. I just kind of like to, I, you know, I don't really mind if I have a first edition or just or a reprint. I just I'm more interested in the kind of content um, of the book. Yeah. Yeah. So what also was actually very interesting when I start, when I when I looked into this uh, for you guys. So the so the, the cover of the um, the Art of Cuisine by Toulouse Lautrec is actually um, in a collection in the U- in the UK uh, or or at least a poster of the cover. Is in the V&A's collection, okay. and it's called it's called um, uh, well in the English it's called Queen of Joy. Hmm. So yeah, I was really I was really surprised to um, to find that the, the the cover of the book is actually in the UK. 
So you're, so, you're saying it was it, it was um, published after he died, right? So someone else put it together using images, I guess, that he had made over the course of his life. Is that right? That's yeah. right. Yeah. He, so basically, it was it was it was put the the re- the, the recipes were put together um, by Toulouse the Trek's gallerist, who was his close friend. I think it's called uh, Maurice Joyant, and um, yeah, the. But I, but in the uh, preference or the introduction, I think the uh, I think it says that it's something that they'd they'd spoken about whilst he'd been alive, okay. but had never actually got around to doing. Okay. So um, so yeah, to me it seems like a pretty authentic um, document. And like I say, they you know they are they are quite uh, traditional French recipes. But um, you know I think if you went to any any high end uh, restaurant and were served some of these dishes, you wouldn't be. Uh, disappointed or surprised. Yes, the sheep's feet do appeal, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't knock it till you try it. That's right, it's true. All right, so so maybe uh, moving on. Yeah. Uh, so the next book I was going to mention is this uh, Nina Stone Cooking for Artists, which is a book which was published a couple of years ago. I'm not sure who the publishers were. I think it's Gagosian Gallery, but I might be wrong. Oh no, it's it's uh, Kito San is the publishers, but um, I think Gagosian Gallery were kind of uh, did a launch party or something like that. So anyway, um, so Nina Stone is is a purely a chef and she's not an artist, but um, but she does a lot of cookery events for artists. And and so what this this book Cooking for Artists is basically um, it's it's her recipes of. Um, you know, dishes that she's made for various events with artists. And then um, lots of artists have kind of illustrated the book uh, for her. So people like Urs Fischer and um, uh, who, who else is, who else is, oh, yeah, Urs Fischer, Elizabeth Payton and, and kind of artists like that. So, yeah, I think, I think what this shows, I interviewed actually, I interviewed um, Nina Stone. And I think the, the, the first thing to say about the book is it's, she's an American chef, but she's incredibly influenced by um, Greek cooking. Okay. So the, the food is all very much um, from a, a kind of Greek cuisine uh, standpoint. It's lot, you know, so it's all, it's all that. Uh, yeah. Lots of, lots of very beautiful Greek food, let's say. Um, and I, I can also, I can also just read out. I'm just flicking through it. So let's, so maybe just to get you off the, uh, the, the sheep's feet, let's read out some of Nina's recipes. <laughs> yes. So we got, we got, um, ouzo with black pepper, with black pepper, pine nuts and butter. It looks like a kind of risotto dish. Um, we got egg noodles with garlic, chili, lemon zest and parsley. Pretty simple. So they're very, very simple. The dishes actually, a lot of the dishes that she cooks. What makes it for artists? Is it because the dishes are beautiful, or is it um, inspired by art in some way? Or I, no, I literally think that she the, the 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 food itself is very simple Greek cooking. So the next one I'm looking at is um, roasted feta peppers and tomatoes. But no, it's it the reason it's for artists is because these are dishes that she cooked for events with artists. Ah. So the food, so the the food itself is very simple Greek food. Next, what we've got here. Um, grilled rams with crushed hazelnuts and lemon. Um, that's oh, we're in the vegetable vegetable section. So it's so it's yeah. So they're literally so they're li- it's literally very simple Greek food, but they're but they're all things she cooked for kind of you know parties for artists, um, events that artists attended. And she was and she was very much like in communication with the artists when she would do this. But the food itself is very simple uh, Greek cooking. She's and she was I remember that she was talking about her. Um, Greek fried eggs. So she just does this Greek this this fried eggs dish, but it's cooked with loads and loads of olive oil 
and then there's the the kind of yolks cook in the oil as well as the the whites and she was very um she said a lot of people were very impressed with her fried eggs yes <laughs> so if we could maybe so, jump ahead a little bit to um yeah. pop artists because i we we won't have much time um to to talk about too many more pieces um but i know that okay. you have um some things on on warhol for example that could be interesting to to go into sure so the first um pop artist i think to mention probably is uh richard hamilton yes okay so so i think um rich i was surprised uh that R richard hamilton collaborated with the chef fernanda drea uh on this book food for thought and um you know richard hamilton is pretty much seen as the the father of pop art mm -hmm. and um it, so it was it was i think it was amazing that he he collaborated with with fernan and um vicente Toledi on on probably what is one of my my favorite uh cookery books which isn't it's not even it's a, it's actually it's a cookery book by a chef but it's a it's a real but it's it's illust it's illustrated with um artworks from the history of art uh so that's the fernan adria um food for thought book which which um richard hamilton edited so i just i saw this quote by um richard hamilton earlier this famous quote that pop art should be popular transient expandable low cost mass produced young witty sexy gimmicky glamorous and big business yeah so i quoted that in my a, master's dissertation <laughs> i remember this yeah, yeah. Think, yeah it's uh, yeah it's a fantastic quote or maybe you can tell me something about richard hamilton oh well i i i kind of wrote about uh, pop art and um, its relationship to kind of consumerism and capitalism, but also kind of communism. Uh, so it's off topic a bit from food, but um, it's it's a great kind of baseline definition to talk about what pop culture is. Certainly, yeah. The quote, the quote is the quote is great, and it, it kind of um, I mean, yeah. Lo so many of the um, pop artists made food related work um you know and then i i think it was i was also surprised that um andy warhol illust illustrated a cookbook this book wild strawberries which i which is on my wish list but i haven't actually got a copy of it yet but that was an early book which andy warhol illustrated of of recipes which he collaborated with um and and then so you know then of course you, you've in 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 the collections you know warhol you've got the the campbell soup um tins are the, are the famous uh food uh are one famous food image by warhol yeah um and then and then um uh but i think you know i think so many of the pop artists did make foods um related work uh and also yeah and you know but and you know you, you asked me to talk about lichtenstein as well and, and lichtenstein's got a lot of food related imagery yes but i think there are quite a few there are quite a few others and klaus oldenberg and you know you can just go on and on it makes you wonder, um, it's maybe a perfect way to kind of round off this conversation is um, what is the real connection between food and culture, maybe? is Because that's what the appeal would have been for a pop artist, right, to, to do works around food. Um, yeah, I think I think I can't I think the. The, the Richard quote, the Richard Hamilton quote, is quite is quite useful in in terms of um, thinking about food. Uh, you know, if, if if you talk about pop art being popular, transient, expandable, low cost, and all those things, then food also food also um, you know fits into those categories. Oftentimes, in fact, so there's there's yeah there's a direct correlation between food and 
that those those virtues that uh, Richard Hamilton was was talking about, and you can see that in um, in all all the art in, in most of the artists associated with pop. If you had to point someone to one cookbook to kind of start their interest in the overlap here, which cookbook do you think would be a good starting point? Um, <laughs> uh, I think the probably the Fernandria. Um, Food for thought is the is would be the place to start um, if you're looking if you're thinking about art and food. Um, yeah, I'd say that would be that would be a good starting point. Yeah, it sounds it seems really interesting. I'm there's a part of me that's really curious to try one or one or two of these recipes, but I'm I'm wondering, you know, it, if it's a cookbook by an artist, you know, are they even meant to be made? There's a question there, I guess. Well, that, I think that's the thing. I mean, um, we didn't talk about the um, uh, I've got in front of me here the studio uh, Olafur Eliasson, the kitchen cookery book, which is again just um, they're they're, re- they're recipes that a chef makes in Olafur Eliasson's studio, which are eaten every day. So I, I think it goes. I think it goes on both set both sides of the spectrum. You know, from the futurist cookbook, which are you know kind of more like experimental food performances to totally practical food that can be made every day into in, in uh, as in the um Olafra Lelson. Yeah. So yeah, it's I think it's you know it's uh, at the user's or reader's discretion whether to um to try the dishes or not. Yes. And if you do someone out there please let us know how they go because now <laughs> now I'm curious. Um, So what I'll do is I'll link to um, some information about you, Cedar, on our website, as well as um, these these books and um, some of the other things that you've sent to me in our conversations that people can find out more information. Um, All of that will be over at artuk.org slash about slash art dash matters. You'll be able to find links to this and other episodes from the podcast. Thank you again so much, Cedar, for joining me this morning. My pleasure. Thank you for asking. As always, um, thank you everyone for listening and I, I hope you'll tune in for another episode.